How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to the Daily News Update for Wednesday, May the 12th. I hope you're doing extraordinarily well. And uh, hey, today, folks, like seven different companies reported on their quarterly financials. I promise I'm not going to do all of them in depth, but we have a lot to talk about, so let's jump into it. We're going to start today with Ubisoft, who did their fiscal year financials. $2.7 billion in sales and $128 million in profit. And we have a few notes here. The first one is that their open-world pirate game that is in development, Skull and Bones, has been delayed once again. Uh, This was a game that was supposed to come out in 2018, and it has had various delays and reboots ever since then. So now it's not going to be released any earlier than April of 2022. According to Video Games Chronicle, the game itself has now also shifted to a constantly evolving online world, much like Fortnite, or I suppose Sea of Thieves. But they're dedicating a lot of development and resources to it right now, so that'll be a big project for them. Uh, They also announced that Assassin's Creed had its best year ever, that is the franchise as a whole, with the series making a 50% increase in sales over its previous record set in 2012-13. Of course, this is thanks to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, as well as strong back catalog sales for games like Origins and Odyssey. In terms of their overall release strategy, they mentioned that they're actually going to be moving away from AAA premium titles as their main focus. Instead of their attempt at releasing four to six of these premium games every single year, they're going to be mixing in some high-budget free-to-play games as well. So expect some of their biggest franchises to go that way. In terms of the games coming up, they've got Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Riders Republic, the new Division standalone game called Heartland, and Roller Champions. And they pretty much have no major games set for the Christmas season this year. We're also going to talk about Electronic Arts, who reported on their fiscal year financials, with $5.6 billion in revenue and $830 million in profit. Now, what's interesting is that most of that money comes from digital services. That's online content. Only 29% of their revenue actually came from game sales, right? Like most video game companies these days have to rely on selling video games, but EA is totally all in on microtransactions and battle passes and obviously things like the FIFA Ultimate Team. Anyway, they sent a lot of props to Apex Legends, which is bringing in more money than ever right now. And the future for them looks even brighter, thanks to the recent acquisitions they made of Glue Mobile, Codemasters, and Metalhead, all of which have pretty high-profile games. Outside of the financials, they announced that their annual conference, EA Play Live, is now booked for July 22nd. Now, it's interesting, normally they do this event close to E3, which is in June, but they've shifted it to one month after now. We don't know what's going to be there, but it's going to be fully digital. Okay, and I'm just going to talk about three more companies here in one segment. Uh, There was Starbreeze, who reported on their quarter one financials, and for the first time in a long time, they only had a loss of $500,000. That's a huge improvement for them. They've been losing, like, millions of dollars over the past multiple quarters. And, of course, most of their money right now is coming from Payday 2, Payday 3 is now fully funded, has a publisher with Coke Media, and is planned for release in 2023. We also had Roblox, who had their first ever quarterly report as a public company. They lost about $130 million, but for them, that's a normal thing. They have yet to actually have any profitable quarter. This is pretty typical for some big companies that are doing a lot of reinvesting. They make these major, major investments in the company so that they can just make billions down the line. 
and Roblox seems pretty primed to do that successfully. Lastly, we had Paradox Interactive. Their quarter one was a down quarter for them. They made about $11 million in profit, which, you know, seems like a lot of money until you see how much money they usually make in other quarters. But Paradox has a very strong catalog with a very dedicated audience. They're not in trouble anytime soon. Okay, I know that was a lot of financials talk, but it's what was in the news today. Uh, The last story that I have for you is that HTC Vive have announced a brand new VR headset. It's called the Vive Pro 2, and it's basically just an update to its best headset that it currently has. They've got a 5K resolution display, 120 hertz refresh rate, 120 degree field of view. They've got a new compression standard and have minimized motion blur quite a bit, apparently, according to the reports. So if you are in the market for a high-end virtual reality headset, then feel free to check that out somewhere in the range of $750 to $1,400, depending on what your situation is. Hey, folks, that's all the time I have and all the news that I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back with the news tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I always get a little bit nervous when the entire day of news is quarterly financials. Like, who cares about that? I mean, I know I'm choosing to cover the story. Nobody has a gun to my head saying, you must talk about financial things. But we also get some really interesting tidbits out of it, I think. Like the Skull and Bones stuff, and their overall strategy of how they're going to make games. Like, I think that's interesting. We wouldn't know about that if it weren't for them having to talk about it to shareholders. I definitely wouldn't have spent the whole day talking about it if there was something else to talk about, but there really wasn't. Anyway. Hey, you know what I've been playing a lot of recently is Dead Cells. So if you've never heard of Dead Cells, it is a combination of Metroidvania and Roguelike, which are just, you know, that's just my perfect combination, basically. Uh, It's a good game. It's a, I'm having a fun time with it. I'm liking the slow progression of unlocking the various weapons that you can use learning the enemy patterns. I think I still have yet to, like, really figure the game out. I've already beaten it once, actually. Uh, Pretty early on into me playing the game, I got this really overpowered combo and just demolished everything that I came into contact with, including the bosses. Like, I barely even had to worry about my health at all. So I don't know if I'm eventually gonna unlock more areas that have more complicated bosses, or I'm not sure how the difficulty is supposed to scale besides the learning phase, but I don't know. I think the game is good. The combat is like extremely satisfying. The variety of weapons is very much appreciated. I think that's something we lose a lot in things like, I don't know, The Binding of Isaac, Hollow Knight, any other Metroidvanias, really. Combat can start to feel very samey, right? And if you're not in love with the combat or anything else about the game, then it's going to lose a lot of the appeal. And so what Dead Cells has done is they just made like 50 different types of weapons and ways of playing the game, and then let you unlock all of that over the course of the time that you're going to play, so that there's, you know, an understandable progression. And then every run feels a little bit different, as long as you force yourself to try new weapons. Sometimes I just get a combo that I like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to run with this, because I already know I like it. And then I never end up using most of the weapons in that game, so I really should push myself a little bit more to try stuff. I also got a really big chuckle when uh, I came across the Half-Life reference in the game. You're able to use like a crowbar as a weapon and they give you a little outfit that you can unlock. Looks like Gordon. 
I love when video games do stuff like that, you know? Like, it's not super in your face, like, you know, alarm bells, this is Half-Life. But if you've played Half-Life, then it's just a, a really nice reference. I know sometimes you have to be careful with that kind of thing, because you can run into copyright issues, right? It's not like I could just go make a red plumber named Mario and be like, this is totally fine. I don't know, maybe I could. I don't know what the legalities of that would be, but I do know in uh, in Hitman, in the level, I think it's Paris? No, it's not Paris, it's Sapienza. Uh, if you go into the sewers, there's actually two plumbers that are dressed in like these red and green outfits. They're not really given a name, they're not really given any kind of special mission assignments or anything like that. They're just hanging out there, and you can get dressed up as the green or red plumber. I love stuff like that. Anyway, that's it folks, I'm getting out of here. I'm recording this pretty late, so it's time for bed. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, as always. Uh, Oh, and if you have sent me a message recently, I apologize that I have not gotten to it. I'm having this really bad habit of reading things and then forgetting to respond to it, so I'm just trying to force myself to power through that right now. Okay, anyway, till next time, farewell.